This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Yeah! Can you hear me, Slee? We will find out. Okay, I can hear we you. We will find good. It sounds out. like we can hear each other. Boy. We are on the fly, making yeah. a little adjustments here and there, and it sounds like, at least for the uh, opening segments, the... Yeah. The, uh, what, what was Chris saying? That the uh, the Russians are, are in our system? Yeah, they, they kind of infiltrated. <laughs> they infiltrated. I think I think we're okay for right now. How are you feeling this It morning? might be my favorite word. I just like dropping an Infiltrate? infiltrated. Yeah, a, just out of nowhere. It's very specific. You know? Yeah. An infiltration is very specific, right? It, yeah. it means there's smart people on the other side mm-hmm. that are trying to get your stuff. So, <laughs> right. Exactly. So as long as you hear me fine, I will say that I also, Bronny and I and the whole studio, I got everybody back there too. Oh, you got them all? I hear, yeah, I got <laughs> Nice, nice. I have everybody back there. This is how you hear me. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, we got you. I got you, Jorge. So let's talk about Jorge. This is the best. Oh man! So this is the best. (laughs) We're sitting in here. The uh, you and I and M. We're we're talking about the show, and Jorge comes in, and he's you know like like I've mentioned before, Jorge always has a smile on his face. Came in hot today. (laughs) Very very uplifting presence. He's very positive human being, and I enjoy that. But even by Jorge standards, you had a little bounce in your Oh, there was, yeah, he, he skipped in here. <laughs> so why is he skipping? And he comes in, Jorge, would you like to take oh, it from so, here? So I open the door, <laughs> and they're like, hey, good morning, good morning. How's it going, man? And I'm like, I did it. I finally gave in, and guess what? I watched two episodes of The Sopranos. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Who cares? Right. And, and, no, you should care. Yeah, and he says, that is in good. That is effing good, yes. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing is he was telling us as if we had never talked about it before. They that the show guy. just came out yesterday. <laughs> and he's like, if you guys haven't heard about the show called The Sopranos, I highly encourage you Terrific. to check it out. Terrific. So you're in. You're gonna oh, now, now you're going to have another, what is it, 40, 50 hours of TV you're going to have Possibly, to slug through. Possibly, but Brenda's like, oh, you gave in? I was like, I thought you weren't going to watch. And I was like, hey, no, it's really good. So she sat, saw the second episode with me. She's like, like, dude, this is really good. If you're out there <laughs> listening to the show and you have not watched Sopranos, you should watch along with Jorge. Jorge, maybe they can update people on yeah. Twitter, like what episode exactly. you're on, so people can like episode be in the two. same group with you. So like, oh, he's at this part, I'm at that part. <laughs> I deeply respect. Love Just I, love his I, enthusiasm his coming enthusiasm in. Because yeah. and again, if you find it on your own, not like you discovered yeah, it, right. but it's not like, hey, you got to go watch this. If it's just like, hey, no, I'll give this. If you find it on your own, you're far more likely to be like, this is terrific, and that you found it on your it's own awesome. without having your arm twisted is perfect. Yeah, a guy gets whacked. He loses his ducks. His, I love his mom. First hey, episode, the his mom. Wow. His mother might be one of the great characters in television history. <laughs> but, you know, this is, this is probably not Easily a, hateable. This is probably definitely not a bad thing that he's coming in so late and every time he kind of brings it in. I I don't know about you, but look, I only went through the series once. So there's going to be a little reflection for me. It It almost motivates me to go back and watch it it again. Travis and Sliwa, like film watching community, you can watch along with Jorge, you can watch along with uh, Alan. You've only watched it once? Yeah, yeah, one time. You should go again. I've done it twice and I'm almost done with my third run through of it because my youngest son Michael is into it and we're watching it together oh Michael Thompson it's it's so good it is so good and every time you watch it's one of those shows that you're seeing it for the first time you'd be seeing it for the second time I'm on it for the third oh that oh you notice uh, of course of course course there is and Jorge the mother that you're talking about Tony's mom Livia tremendous Mm. and each time you watch like Oh, she's even more diabolical than you thought the first time. She's amazing. Trying to think, what's like the sports equivalent to him walking in and breaking news to us? Because that's what it felt like. Gibson's home run. Yeah, you're like, oh my God. Gibson hit a home run off of Eckersley in the World Series? Are you kidding me? The Cavaliers came back against the Warriors? What the heck? (laughs) That's a good one. Shaq got traded. Exactly. Shaq is God. He's going to Miami. Welcome, Jorge. I'm good. It's nice to have you on board. Oh, man. I Look, can't wait. I, I think, and you know, I, I, I'm not going to twist your arm, but each time you watch an episode, you have to come in with what you just saw. 
Yeah, recap. Yeah, your take on it. it. Yeah. Yeah. The the Jorge Sopranos yeah. recap. We can reflect. Twenty five years after the show is completed. <laughs> and again, to avoid spoilers, watch along with Jorge. Yeah, you I'm know, so you have no other excuse. It. I'm it's so great. I'm so happy that he got into it. Like, what would have sucked is, hey, I watched the. I gave it a shot. I told you guys the this thing is experience. not good. I was gonna just say the Funches <laughs> Godfather. I was waiting waiting for Funches to come back and be like, guys, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Instead, Funches like. You still don't think he watched it? I don't. I think you think he started it and then he was I think he, he watched it for 10 or 15 minutes. Because look, let's be honest. If you've never seen that movie before... It's a slow start. It's a very slow start. Very slow. Long, long takes. Long shots. Yeah. Yes. And he's in his office and the wedding's taking place. And you're like, what the heck's going on here? Like, it's, Even though I still loved all that too. But, slow dialogue. But especially when you know what it's building to. Yeah. right? But if you're just the very first time, you're like, this is not that great. It... it if you're just like every time it's the greatest movie ever and it builds like that, it takes a minute. Like the mm. ducks at the beginning of The Sopranos, you're like, why are there ducks in that guy's pool? Mm. Well, you find out. You got to sit around for yeah. it. Yeah. I like that you're here. The I, ducks. For me and Emily, I, I think I've told you this. I was super late to Breaking Bad. You know, I, I, I did not watch Breaking Bad and I didn't even start it until the series had been completed by m- several years. And I got into it through one of the kids. My, my youngest, Michael, loves. Breaking Bad, and he's like, Dad, you'll really like this. And I'm like, eh, I want to spend time with him, so I'll watch it with you. Terrific. Terrific. But as as it was happening, it was, oh, my God, it's the most amazing Walter White. And it's a, I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's probably not for me. Like, just because everybody is twisting your arm. Right. Yeah, I, I, need, I, I need a series anyways. <laughs> I, 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 need, with... I need something that I need I need to do The to... Wire. I saw him watch The Wire, so I need to do that for that. You really should. I will like I'll it. I know it I that. will. So maybe... I'll leave it at that. You'll <laughs> so love Jorge it. will do Sopranos. I'll do The Wire, and we'll both be like, oh my God, why is no one watching these shows? <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to get on The Simpsons or something like that? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's only been on the air for 30 years. Yeah, right? Twilight Zone or something like <laughs> the old Twilight Zone. <laughs> okay, by the way, I think they're on Netflix. I know they were. Maybe they're gone Maybe Paramount Plus. I know that's where they originally was. They're out there. They're available to you. Super weird. I still haven't watched them. I should watch them. Super. They, it's the fifties, so right. it is what it is. But it's they're all about communism and they're all about weirdness. They're but terrific. I like that. I like a like a um, show where you don't really know where you are and you find it out along the way. And you're like, ooh, and then your mind twists. I like I like a plot twist. I started Barry on HBO Max. Ooh. Okay. Good. How how much have you watched? Three maybe. Episodes, Three episodes in. Okay. Three episodes in. Okay. What do you think? This isn't the best. Okay, M, have you seen Barry? I've seen all of Barry, okay. so okay. I, I'll, I'll hold what I have to say after yeah. you. It's it's not that it's bad, but this is also not a good sign. Michelle says yesterday, this is around like nine thirty. Hey, do you want to watch an episode of Barry? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. And she's like, all right, I'm good too. <laughs> now, I I believe I will keep watching. I think we started watching it Sunday, so whatever. Okay. We saw a few episodes over the last couple of days. Um, it's okay. I, I don't think it's kind of grabbed me the way I was hoping for. So Barry for me was people whose opinions I respect were like Travel like Barry. So I went and watched it and I did. I, I really liked season one of Barry. I really liked season two of Barry. And that's where I should have stopped. Yep. I, I could tell <laughs> that's where yeah. you were going. Yep. <laughs> yep. How many seasons are there? Uh are they three M? Is it they three total? just wrapped and I want to say it was four. Okay. Um, and the fourth season literally just ended, um, yeah. like a couple, maybe like two months ago. Did or something. you like all of it? All right. So I agree with you. One yeah. and two, one of the better shows on TV at really that good. time. It's, really it's good. It's like, it's, it's moving. It's an interesting story, but yes. And it's, it's funny mm-hmm. and dark simultaneously, yes. which mm-hmm. is a really, it's, it's yes. kind of why the Sopranos. That's is, a so very it, difficult. The Sopranos really is light. never trying to be funny, yeah. but it's always funny. Barry yes. tries to be funny and is yes. and, and succeeds, but it's also super because dark. the, the whole concept of the show is odd because right. everybody is kind of dumb, you know, every character. No, Season, Hank is a legend. <laughs> it's one of the best characters of all time yes. on TV. And still to the end was one of the best characters yeah. of all time on TV. But season three and four got way, way darker because the stakes were different, because the things started to catch up to Barry. Yeah. And three and four were much more, uh, Bill Hader was given a lot more uh, creative leeway. Control. And, yeah, creative control, much more um, of his own directorial style. And so um, there were some really interesting things that happened in three and four. And I stayed through the end. And I think the finale was. It's very contentious, but I thought it was a fantastic fa- like finale. Um, I gotta keep going. I'm so keep going. it's it's yeah. good. The first two, I first two great. Couple second in two season three. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm out. That's good. And I can also picture you 
dipping out in three and four. I stayed with it because I wanted to see how it ended. Yeah, yeah. you're you're much more likely to see something to the end, even if it's not your favorite thing anymore. Yeah, like it kind of has to do a lot pot for me committed. to hop off. Pot yeah. committed. I, yeah. I'm happy to fold. <laughs> I, it's a pair of sevens. I'm out. I don't need this anymore. And also, hey. for those who haven't seen it, right. here's like yeah. this like one sentence pitch, pitch of Barry. A hitman decides to try improv comedy. And Henry Winkler's there, and so the hitman is Barry uh, is um, Bill Hader, yep. and Henry Winkler plays his improv the and fun. slash actor teacher, <laughs> and uh, that's kind of the basis of the show. Yeah, you you basically are, which doesn't happen often. If you go to a casino, you got what you're going to spend in your left hand, if in your mm-hmm. left pocket, you got what you're going to make in your right hand pocket, and you're never going to whatever you earn, you stop at. So if you win after two seasons, you're like, that's enough. That's I'm, enough. I'm leaving I got it. what I I'm needed. Out. I, I'm trying to, the, the only show, and I don't want to spoil it for you, Em, because you haven't seen it, and I think you'd like it. The The Wire has a really interesting arc that season two of The Wire was kind of dumped on. People didn't like I thought it was great at the time, mm-hmm. and I think it's even better with some distance. Did you watch uh, The Wire as it came out? Yes. Okay. And, and, and season two is I was COVID. super, COVID. super weird, but it's great. Season five is the weakest one in the chain. It's just, it's just it, the the conclusion of it. To your point, Emmett, it's, it's okay. It's not awful, but it was like, okay, we're drifting into something that this show wasn't supposed to be. It became more mm-hmm. like a like a network TV drama as opposed Which to is where I want to. I, I dip out. I can't do network TV dramas anymore. It, it felt towards the end. It felt a little bit like that as opposed to this really gripping story of how a city rots from the inside. You know, it's mm-hmm. funny. It's so weird too. They probably. It's like you start off a series like that. You have no idea what the success is going to be. You kind of stay with your principles of what got you there. And then by the time you're in season five, you're like, how the hell do we keep this thing going? Like five seasons, to have somebody hooked for five seasons, that's tough. To be creative like that is yeah. off the charts. we got an Ask Sedano coming up at 1045. Shidano. So Sedano is making his triumphant return to the Ask Slee segment. That's about a half an hour from right now. we got a whole bunch to get to, including I think the Dodgers got a very clear answer on who should pitch the game one of their National League Division Series. It's all coming up. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. So, Slee, I don't want to get into it right now because I'm just not ready to kind of process the entire uh, situation, so yeah. to speak. But I, I had a dream last night. You know, occasionally, I'll bring my, my dream world into the studio here to try to work my way through it. Yep. But it was work-related, and it was mostly Emily related oh i don't want to be in, yeah well it, it was i'm just i'm just telling you it was it i mean was, maybe it, it, it was a really nice dream it was emily a sure. little bit of chris and then just you know the just kind of the randomness of it yeah. like you're at work and you see but like she was the featured player in it i'm not ready to get into it quite yet okay okay but it was i woke up this morning and went like Okay, that was a dream. I'm I'm cool. I'm good. But you know, like that. Like, yeah, that was. I didn't. I didn't love was that. Was Emily nice to you? Was Not she mean to you? Not at all. That's Come on, man. <laughs> so Not basically, it's just like a continuation of this week. <laughs> a little bit. Where you don't throw a haymaker, maybe you throw kind of a small one, and she comes in and clears the whole table. I, I never start it. I, I, I will continue it, but I am not a, a provocateur. You almost so sound speak. like you're talking to like your parent or something. It's like, I, I had nothing to do with it, Dad. <laughs> okay, I made a mistake last night. So we, we, we it was laundry day in the Roger household, and uh, we we're everybody's sheets are getting done. So I, I'm getting ready to go to bed, and Sue's so like, oh, the uh, 
the bed's not made. You know, come up, we'll make the bed. All right, so we go up there and we're, we're making the bed. And we got into some stupid argument about something. I don't even know what it was. It's something dumb about like where we keep the remote controls on the table. Something totally meaningless yeah, and stupid. Yeah. Not, not like a real fight, just a, you know, you wouldn't kill you if you left that in the same place every day. Kind of one of those things. Back and forth. And it was like one of these things you could tell. Oh, by the way, it's my 26th anniversary today. So today, today is our day. Um, and it was one of these. Get out to that Chili's. <laughs> I'm serious. It's kind of far for her. Like I could hit it on the way home. Yeah. But so we <laughs> just don't go without. We her had either. this little ticky tack little. No, but why don't you put it there? Well, I don't. You? And it was literally one of those moments where I knew that she had to talk last. <laughs> I, 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 it like it was genetic. Like she, she had to say yeah, there's the last thing. Yeah, so at that. some point, I just went. You know what? I'm going to let, I wanted to say something back, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I think this is kind of <laughs> where I live my life. It's, it's like, a good decision. I, at some point, it's like, I'm just going to. Your silence speaks volumes. I'm going to let her have that one. It's like the Office episode where uh, it's Daryl and Michael in a negotiation. And Michael's I'm like, declining I'm declining to speak first. first. <laughs> it was that. It's so well, I'll start. You didn't put it. I'm, I'm just going to stop. That's why I went to the grocery store yesterday. Because I'm dealing with more than just, she's pregnant sure and everything's everywhere so it's like you know what sure i'll go do the groceries what would you like me to get <laughs> exactly what would you like me to get Set Set it? Your list. make your else? life We're easy good. just not your head send one of those yes. texts hey i'm just about to check out you sure there's nothing else you and need that happened. okay and, and then and then oh can the i pick up starbucks for you too on the way home and then again <laughs> no, no, because no. you love her the text exactly. after was oh if you haven't left the store can you bring ice cream i was like i'm i'm, I'm halfway I'm home halfway home yeah, yeah I'm, I'm halfway home and then you can decide like if i'm a really good guy that's I can always go back but yeah never a really good guy nah. but always a great when guy it's too you guys late. are all great guys yeah. 26 Thanks. years today sleep. congratulations yeah. brother that's yeah. great Congrats, great awesome. great freaking I will, news i will take it is there a uh setup this evening Chill not it? tonight not tonight we do have we're actually going to go back to where we went last year okay uh, Later on in the week. Okay. Oh, so we, we, right. It's a, uh, like a beach or uh, oceanside place? Yeah, in Laguna Beach. Nice. Splashes. And uh, I, I can't wait. And uh, I've been with her forever. I don't remember a time where we were of not course. together. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I would do if mm -hmm. suddenly I were not with her because I would be hopelessly mm -hmm. lost. With so. no sombreros. No, and no... I, I, I'm willing to take all of the sombrero and the yeah. remote control arguments for 26 years of uh Congratulations, bliss. brother. I'm very, very pleased. Love you very much. Can't wait for the celebration, and uh, we'll go from there. There you go. She'll never hear this, so I don't have to get too mushy. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Dodgers win last night. Uh, they lost in the day. They won the night game. Doubleheader, scheduled doubleheader in Colorado, which is very weird for this time of year. And it's apparently like, the Dodgers weren't too crazy about it. So did you happen to watch any of the between-game coverage? Between-game so, coverage, yeah. no. So I didn't get to see the first game. We were here, okay. and I was driving home. So I, I didn't get to see much of it. So I got home. I knew the next game. I wasn't quite sure when it starts. So I turn it on, and I have it on in the background. And it was just this wine fest. Well, why do we have oh, to yeah, do yeah, a yeah. Yeah. doubleheader or scheduled doubleheader? It's one thing if you got to make it up. But in Colorado, we're saying, unhappy about it. you're yeah, the Dodgers. Nobody it. wants to hear your oh, woe is me stuff. Anyway, they win. By the win. way, the season's going to end on Sunday, and you have a week off until you play again. Yeah. So you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. And I get it. Colorado eats up pitching, and you you know pitching is a, a, a point of concern. It didn't end allegedly. up being an issue, but yeah, it's fine. They only used six guys in two games. There's yep. three guys in each game. It was fine. They won big last night, and Bobby Miller was really good in his game. He'd been a little off and on over his last couple of starts, but I know Colorado sucks out, but pitching in Colorado is very difficult. Sure, and he looked like one of those dudes, and there this is watching him walk from the water cooler to his seat in the dugout between innings where they cut back and he's just in there dude's a horse like his 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 back is mm. four miles wide he's big he's strong and i'm like that's the guy that they need to ride that's the guy that needs to pitch the first game i know clayton kershaw's a legend of not just dodger baseball of all baseball bobby miller's your best pitcher right now he just showed you why career high in strikeouts Let's go. Let's mm -hmm. go put this guy on the mound game one and see what happens. Well, by the way, and, you know, just to kind of hit on game one as well, Papiola good, mm -hmm. right? So I, I think there's a little bit of, I think for the Dodgers, at least for me, over the course of, you know, a couple weeks, a lot of things happen around the Dodgers. Julio pitched his last game whenever that was. Um, you, you didn't know what kind of Kershaw you're going to get coming back. And then you kind of start asking yourself, all right, is this Dodgers team, is this now just a matter of time until the season's over? Which, listen, I'm I'm not going to be one that's too uh, 
I'm not going to be overly bullish on the Dodgers going into the postseason because I still think that pitching will catch up to them. Let's wait and see what happens. But the season has progressed. It's been about, let's say, over the course of the last three weeks to a month, they clinched the division. They put themselves in a position where really top two teams in all of Major League Baseball, I don't know where Baltimore is right now with uh, their record, but they're you know obviously right up there. And what they've proved over the course of the last four weeks or so is it ain't perfect. No. It hasn't been perfect, but we still win ball games. I know once you get into the playoffs, things change, but some of the things that you're try- you're starting to see right now is, okay, Bobby Miller looks like a dude that you can actually give the ball to, whether it's game one or it's game two. You and I had a little bit of that argument yesterday. Whatever happens, happens. And you could feel good about him having the ball in a playoff game. What actually happens in the postseason, I have no idea, but I think when I thought – hey, I don't know, this thing isn't really going to go anywhere when you lost key players or you're Mm -hmm. losing some confidence in Kershaw. Now you're looking at a team saying, wait a minute, they've kind of done this all season. They've pieced together all their players all season. Bueller's been out. Dustin May went down. Tony Gonsolin, Kershaw in and out of the lineup. This this isn't new for this Dodgers team. They've had to deal with it all year. I I think that's it. I want to go back to something you said. I I jotted it down as you were saying. Their pitching's going to catch up to them. Not necessarily, right? That that it, it might. I understand, but just because it's not a name that we're familiar with over multiple years, like Urias or Bueller or even Tony Gonsolin, Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, May. Trevor Bauer, Dustin May. These guys. Oh, I've seen that guy a bunch. He's really good. That doesn't mean that these guys aren't really good. It just means that they're brand new. They're not experienced, right? They're going to be super green when they get thrown out there. But they could lose a series, and it has nothing to do with their pitching. They could get beat by the Brewers and lose these games four to three, and it's not because they didn't have the right pitching. It's not because they didn't have you know uh, a deadline deal that swung it in their favor. It could just be because baseball gets weird, right? And it happens over and over again. Their pitching actually is pretty good. It's un- Ryan Pepio is not a name that makes you feel the same way that Max Scherzer does. Emmett Sheehan is not a pitcher that makes you feel the same way that Julio Urias did. But those guys are good, and they're not going to pitch six innings a game. They're not going to pitch you into the seventh inning. You're not going to win a game two to one because they threw eight innings and struck out 14 guys. They're not going to do it like that. But you stack all of these guys up together, they got a chance to win every – because like you just said, Slee, that's what they've been doing. That That's their that's that, their that, biggest thing, that, that this, this is, is not, not unfamiliar new. territory. It's not new for them. they got to figure some things out. There's going to be a decision here or there of like, do I let them go a little further or do I take them out right now? But this is not a, hey, we're winning games because we're winning 10-8 to 8 every night and we're just dodging bullets. And They're not doing that. These guys are good pitchers. They're just young. Okay, but that that's that's why I hesitate and I think other people hesitate is just because they might be good pitchers with good stuff. They never pitch a game in October. Mm-hmm. So we're not sure what October is going to look like for them. Maybe, maybe some plays, of these. though. I, I, re- I really truly believe that. I, stuff I, plays. Let, let's use this, the blueprint and the model in the postseason. And I'm not telling you that there's a specific blueprint and a model, but I don't remember a blueprint and a model of it, hey, here are all these young pitchers that we just brought up, you know and why? they shine in the playoffs. But do you know why? And, and, and you're right, but there's an explanation. It actually is an argument in my favor, I think, and here's why. The reason why is usually young guys are not very good, so teams don't get into the playoffs. This is such a, this is such a good group of players that a bunch of 25-year-olds have pitched you into the playoffs to begin. The reason they never succeed in the playoffs is because they never get to the playoffs. This team is in the playoffs because Pepio and Sheehan and Grove and Stone and certainly Bobby Miller have been awesome. And and whether or not they're going to have big eyes, they probably will. Whether or not that matters or not, I don't know. And, and I don't mean to put this guy on blast, but I'm going to do it anyway. Caleb Ferguson looks like he's freaking out every time he goes out there to me. But what's there to freak out in a in 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 September I, I, in the ask, first inning of a game in ask, Colorado? Ask him. Yeah. I don't know. But it, and it's not just. I Greg's heard me scream and yell about this all. That guy comes in the game. I start holding my breath. Not a huge fan. I think that he's kind of all over the place. Bobby Miller doesn't look like he's freaking out. Ryan Pepio doesn't look like he's freaking. They might get hit. They might they might not pitch great. But I never get the sense he's like Alex Vezia, who's had a bad season this year for the most part. I don't think he's freaking out. I just think he throws the ball over the middle of the plate too often. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think there's a difference, and that's why I like this group going into the postseason. Do you, they don't look scared. Do you think 
It's it's interesting. I, I think the point that you just made, listen, this doesn't happen. When you have this many guys coming up, you when win you have this many players, games. yeah, this just doesn't happen. You know what you're saying about them? You're saying they might be really good in a couple years. That's what that's what typically happens with, with rosters that are constructed like this, and it wasn't on purpose. This is just what happened. Do you think they thought they'd be in this spot? Do you think that – and the reason why I ask that question is because Dave Roberts has said this has been his – it's the most fun that he's had as a manager. Mm-hmm. The guys look loose as heck. They do. Every time you talk about the Dodgers over the course of the last five, six years, it's about you're expected to win, you're expected to do this, you're expected to do that. They were not it. They were not in this position. I'm not telling you that. There were a lot of people that didn't think they were going to even win the division. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean they didn't think they weren't going to make the playoffs and right. win 95-plus games or right. whatever the case is. But I wonder how much there is this – we're playing with house money this year. We lost so many guys throughout the season, and here we are still standing. Even the youngsters, what's really the pressure on them? I, did you think that these guys would be delivering the way they are? I, I think that's that I, might play I, to their a, advantage. It's a fair question, but I don't think the Dodgers ever play with house money. I, I agree that this was a different plan that they were using. The Dodgers, well, you and me might have thought the Padres might have a better team. Some experts might have thought the Padres had this, that. The Dodgers never once thought, hey, this year we're going to win 82 games. Never once. Never once. They expect to win. And that's why when you ask the question, like, do you think that they – yeah, I do. Because if you don't, you don't last around there. This isn't the Angels where losing is okay. Sure. This isn't this isn't a, a team like the, you know, uh, the Colorado Rockies where it's in the middle of a rebuild. You, you either perform or you're gone. Look at Miguel Vargas. Yeah. He struggled by – We'll go get Kike back. We'll go get uh, uh, Rosario. That you don't. You either perform at the level that we need you to perform at, or you're not going to play here. They don't mess around. Almost. And so. they have the they have the luxury of bringing other dudes up. Yep. They have the luxury of saying we'll find other resources. Yep. They have the luxury of saying yep. you didn't work. I got somebody behind you. I got twelve guys in Double A that are major league pitchers. I don't have one. I got twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't work. Bye. Back to Double A next. Mm-hmm. And when you Look, I worked in an environment where excellence was not asked for. It was either you hit it or you're gone. Guess what? You hit it. Hmm. You have no choice. Mm-hmm. It's not, hey, see, do the best you can. Whatever. But it is different. The, the, only, the only thing I just go back to, this year, I think walking into the postseason, it feels different. And maybe it's just as simple as it does feel different. You don't have an 111 win team that the style that they play is. I you and I were looking at the box score from yesterday, and I just thought it was comical that I think I named off eight different dudes every time they scored. Yeah, it was a different name that had some type of contribution. That's that's pretty damn. And that impressive. was their B lineup. Not, mm-hmm. Like their, their their A lineup yeah. was nowhere to be. I mean, Freddie played, and and uh, you know, Will Smith was in the lineup, but this wasn't Mookie. This wasn't J.D. No. Martinez. No. This was not their A game. This was a hey, run it out there, and they had a, what did they have? Seventeen hits, something crazy. I think fifteen of them. Were Eighteen singles. hits uh, yeah. in the second game. Crazy, just absolutely crazy. Speaking of the Rocks, they lost their one hundredth game of the season last night. First time in franchise history. It's another team that has never lost 100 games, and they should probably start thinking about doing that. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We got some good uh, Ask Shinano coming up uh, in about 15 Shinano. minutes from right now. They uh, There's some food. There's some broadcasting. There's some uh, would-you-rathers along the way. So we're in a pretty good spot. You said food, and I looked behind Aaron Donald. I was like, oh, food where? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, See, you've got a little bit of the spidey sense, too. You can kind of feel what it's coming Well, yeah, there. Trav does this. It's like I think we've talked about this. You know how a gazelle, when they eat in the wild, they have to continue, like they have to put their, you know what I'm talking about? I do, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. There are times where, we use pizza as an example, when they pulled into the LA Live parking garage and then just out of nowhere, like I see you just kind of start it's putting your head up. Yeah. Something's going on there. I'm more like the lion in the grass trying to get the gazelle. <laughs> I, I, I'm just in. very slowly. Like I don't move really fast until it's time to go. You're just like going from office yeah, to office. Just, People just, don't see you on your way. I mind the boxes of copier paper. Right? Yeah. What are you doing? Hey, we so see Trav- your entire leg behind the vending machine. <laughs> Travis and Lion, and then and in between. Uh, Donald's torso and the arm, that little window there, that's where he's looking at the gazelle. Just all you can see is my yeah. eyes just peering exactly. out. From my, is that I'm a like, wing? I'm going to cut holes in AD's face so I can look through his eyes and just stand behind him. Right? Is that Why Ike's? Not? Why not? Asinato coming up in about 15 or 10 minutes from right now. If you want to get on the phone, you can do that as well. 877-710-3776. So I had a dream last night. That Emily was mean to you. Well, she wasn't mean <laughs> to me specifically. She certainly wasn't nice to me. But she, I, I asked me how many times I've played fantasy football in my life. Zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. Right. Never done it. Ne- I didn't it, ask you. I told you. Yeah, I that's fine. We got to where we question. needed to get to. It's fine. I, Zero. It's not a big deal. Um, I had a dream that I was in a fantasy football league where Emily was the commissioner, and she was yelling at all of us for doing it wrong, and I kept <laughs> and I kept saying. I'm not in your league. Like, I, I I don't, I'm not a part of whatever, whatever you're yelling about. I have nothing to do with this. This reminds me of like a factor cap question she asks us and then yells at us for answering. Your answer's wrong. Yeah, Bad exactly. take, terrible take. Exactly. <laughs> how does that make you feel, Emily? Uh, it makes me feel like I'm being seen for how I feel like I, I am. You know, I understand. I would run a tight ship if I was the uh, commissioner of a league. I am not the commissioner of the current league that I am in, and I'm okay with that. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting back. This is my first time ever playing fantasy, so I don't know what's going on. Do you so ever listening. at least that's, that's surprising. I thought you would have you've played a fantasy in the past do you ever privately roll your eyes at how your league is being administered not at all because i put (laughs) minimal effort in i sometimes i'll check i'm like oh wait is he injured oh i'll switch him out i i'm not yeah sunday at 9 30 like i used to do it's like right (laughs) before i'm like do i just have the guys in that are supposed to be playing me what was it two weeks ago on sunday morning yeah right and he's like uh hey trav what's the uh Yep. What's the uh, pool address for our suicide pool? And it was like nine twenty. I almost gave you the wrong one just to see you panic and hit me back with a. And I don't think that's it. But I'm like, I'll just. I was in a good mood. I, I decided to give you Thank the you. right one. I have survived because of you. <laughs> I, it is a pretty accurate depiction. So uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched the show Girls on HBO, but uh, I know of it, but I haven't. seen It's one it. of my favorite shows. I know there's criticism about it. Whatever. I like the show. Um, but there's one. <laughs> I like how she preemptively <laughs> discards the criticism. <laughs> I can enjoy it, and I also know it's not the best show out there. Uh, but there's one character named Marnie, and so it's kind of like Sex in the City of my generation, where people are like, "Oh, are you a?" Anna, are you a Marnie? Are you a Shoshana? So I have always been, I've always been told that I am Marnie 100% because she is the same person. Be like, okay, well, if everyone just followed the plan, we'd be having so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, well, we all know that the best, the best times you've ever had in your life were pre-planned. Exactly. (laughs) When they're written down that at 6 (laughs) p.m. We will have a drink at 6.35. At 6.45, uh-huh. the appetizers will hit the table. At 7 o'clock, the entree. Did you write up. your calories? We're in the grocery store. They're like, oh, down. you're in charge of this. You're in charge of that. So like, there's, there's one episode where they go to um, the beach for the weekend with uh, the girls. And uh, you know, Marnie has a plan for the entire weekend. of the, They're going to bond. They're going to have time to be together and the four of the girls. And they're going to have a great time. But then one of the girls 
runs into one of their guy friends like, oh, hey, guys, everyone come over. And they're like, actually, we're just going to order pizza. And then Marnie is like, we got the groceries specifically for duck. <laughs> and uh, so that's it's me. Well, that was like, you know, you don't really remember the dream other than the general theme. Man. It was her. I know I kept saying, I, I not in your league. Why are you why are you so upset with me? Like, I have nothing to do with this. But you're not doing it right. I'm well, like, but I'm not a part of it. A lot of dreams are <laughs> a lot of dreams are symbolic. Clearly, so there's meanings behind it. So there's some type. It could be the Rams pregame show. It could be something that could this be. is symbolic towards. Where pretty you're chill kinda, about the Rams pregame. You're drawing cool. outside the line. Get your ass back inside the line. Clearly, like in the Sopranos, he uh, <laughs> <laughs> the ducks. He's talking. He's talking to the. Uh, oh, the we got to get used to this. And he's saying, "Oh, I had a dream where I'm unscrewing my belly button." And yeah, I can't tell you the rest of the dream because it gets a little graphic. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So he's he's preoccupied with certain parts of his anatomy. If I'd have told what's you, the, what's the um uh, therapist's name again? Doctor Melfi. Doctor yeah. Melfi. If I'd have told you a week ago that this guy was going to start segments or at some time jump in and say, like in The Sopranos, you'd be like, Al, get the hell out of here. It's my favorite thing. Get the hell it's out of here. It's my favorite thing. And I'm not saying I my West Wing knowledge is better than my Sopranos knowledge, but I'm pretty good at Sopranos too. I'm just saying. So if you have questions about any of this, hey, who is that again? Yeah, I'm probably gonna be. Hey, like, Why did that dog? happen? Yeah, okay. Big E had a question on Twitter, and I it just uh, I know it's not going to be tonight or anything like that. But will there be a seafood tower involved in the next few days as you celebrate your no, anniversary? No, but there will be seafood okay. involved. Susan and I. That's kind of our main lane. That when we go out to dinner, that's more. That's what we get. Probably ahi tuna. Yeah, we tuna branzino, yeah. a little sea bass, Albertsons. Salmon, sushi. I, I, salmon, sushi at Albertsons is always a great choice. But again, when you're on the ocean side, what's better than some seafood? Yeah, we 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 get a steak occasionally, but it's usually more uh, more sea. And plus, you hit the ocean, you like to project your dominance over the creatures you sure, see. Sure, <laughs> they're intimidated, yeah, looking up like, oh, was like that's oh, my man. uncle on that guy's plate. What is going on? So, like, some of my uncles, like I don't get this. They go to Vegas, they're like I love the seafood buffet. I'm like in the desert. Okay, I don't okay. Get that. Vegas just, is the kind of exception to get, the. Really? But it, it comes yeah. every day, yeah. nonstop. Yeah. One. Yeah. Now, if you're in Branson, Missouri, yeah. I'm probably yeah. going to choose. If you're in Wyoming, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, give give me the uh, New York Strip. But Vegas is literally probably the one. Except they just got so much money. They're yeah, like, we'll bring it in from wherever. I'm not going to Vegas for, you know, yeah. Missouri, Cleveland, just have you know. have some beef. I, if you go to Wyoming, have the buffalo, the bison burger. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, fine. That's, but yeah. don't get, you know, sushi. Give me the petite filet. I do not need the tuna crudo in uh, if you're in, Silver, if you're in Silver Lake, just ask for kale. Don't even say anything else. Just say, I want kale. It'll work. It'll work for but sure. Get that to you for free. The Rockies <laughs> lost their 100th game last night. Until last night, the Rockies had never had a 100 loss season. Yep. Emily, you said you heard that the Angels have never had a 100 loss season in the yeah. history of their organization their closest was like 95 they've been in the league since the 60s they've been around a long time this is not a new team right they they have zero 100 lost seasons on their resume and this depends on your perspective that's either admirable and especially under the Artie Moreno era where and I've given Artie a hard time a lot on this show he tries to win every year now we could argue that he tries incorrectly every year even worse if you're actually trying and you're still that bad (laughs) i i agree with that i I think you're right but it's not like the oakland a's who are actively not trying to put a winning product Mm -hmm. on the field this is not the houston astros from a few years ago who are actively not doing it the tigers the baltimore orioles who went through better part of a decade not trying to put a competitive team on the field maybe they should maybe like if you're an angel fan out there and there are a few wouldn't you rather go through a couple of 100-loss seasons knowing that you're building this thing from the ground up the way that Tampa does, the way that Baltimore has, the way that the Astros and Rangers have yeah, built themselves yeah. into these teams that compete year after year after year? Don't you have to go down to come up? Okay, for me personally, I, I don't look at that stat of they've never lost 100 games and I think any different of the Angels. I, I genuinely don't because to lose 100 games, you play 162. So – we're splitting hairs. If you said you got to 95 or 98, what'd you say the Dodgers 99 losses was 90, the most early to early nineties, uh, right? Yeah. yeah like 92 or, or whatever it was. Yeah. Right. I don't really pay too close attention to it. I look more at what you just said right there, that the last thing you want to be in sports, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, I'm, I'm going to flip to a couple different sports, but they talk about in the NBA being mediocre is the worst place to be. 
before the Rams season started, it was or you actually you were telling this to to Bergman. Bergman's like, hey, yeah, I want to I want to tank for Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Cool, you're going to be just good enough to where you're not going to tank. You're going to have five or six wins, and it's the worst spot to be in, especially when you got that type of player. One win is a better season. than I am six. a firm believer. Yes, we used to watch the Lakers during their all their lottery picks. It was like lose, lose, lose. There's a reason why you did that. The fact that Artie Moreno has he's not an owner that doesn't want to win. He just is that bad at what he does in his position is much worse than I think a scenario of, of you saying, well, they've never had 100 losses. Have 110. Have it three years in a row as long the as Orioles. you're building towards something that you feel like is going to be sustainable down the road. The middle is the worst part. Never be in the middle. Be at the top, be at the bottom, because if you're at the bottom, you can get back to the top. In the yeah. middle, you'll stay there forever. They have. They, they've been in the middle for 20 years. And it's not an accident. They've been in the middle forever and ever. And if you keep trying to get to the top from the middle, that's where you're going to stay. Ask Sedano's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It is a Wednesday, which means we pick. A, we have a guest ask Sleer, much yes. like game day has the guest picker. We have an ask a Sleer, and the last time that Sedano came on with us, uh, it started a little Sedano Mason. I think Mason actually started it, okay. and then Sedano finished it at that point. So it's good to have him back. How you feeling this morning, George? Hey guys, I'm good. I'm doing better than the Rams' offensive line. The yes, that. yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. that's a good start. That, 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 like I was in a pretty good mood, and then you just go to Zach Thomas right out of the shoot. Really? <laughs> yeah, the non Hall of Famer clearly. Zach yeah, Thomas the other Zach that. Thomas, right? Who yeah. who will remain as such moving forward? All right, George. Here we go. First one. One has to go. This is from Cap in Whittier, and you got to kick out one of these things: a first class flight, tacos, pizza, or booze. Oh, that's easy. It's booze. I go plenty of time without drinking booze. Um, I do it just because I, I think it's, awesome. it's healthier. And that way, I also, when I do indulge in my favorite uh, spirit, tequila mandala, it just feels that much better. So if I had to kick one, I would kick the booze. Because um, I don't know if I could sustain myself without pizza uh, or tacos. And certainly the first class flight. They gotta fly me across the country every damn week for these football games. No offense, I'm not doing it in coach. <laughs> I think Trav, if you're kicking one out, can I guess yours? Actually, this is. I think you're kicking out pizza. It is. Well, George is right. The the flight is the the last one to go. Yeah. Because once you are up there, and especially being my size, coach sucks. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you especially have somebody else paying for it, first class can't beat it. He's right about that. Okay, uh, George Christopher Holmes on Twitter. He's got a work dinner tonight at a hey, nice up, He's got a work dinner tonight at a nice <laughs> restaurant and he knows the bosses are paying. I'm going to throw a couple options for you. You tell him what he should get on the menu. He's got an $85 14 ounce bone in fillet. Respectable. $195 9 9 ounce wagyu or a $225 40 ounce porterhouse. Basically what he's saying is it a bad look if you're with the bosses and you're ordering the most expensive dish or are you keeping it more reasonable? Well, first of all, if you can eat 40 ounces of steak, I mean, God bless you. In one <laughs> sitting, like, I, I mean, man, that's a lot of steak, personally, for me. You're taking home. But, yeah, well, yeah, but that's what, you can't do that at a boss's meal. You can't take home. So 
I would say, what was the second option? Second I option. Wagyu, but what was it? Uh, one ninety-five nine-ounce Wagyu. Oh yeah, go there. I mean, listen. I also think a good rule of thumb is see what they're ordering. There it okay? is. Because I, I think that's the first place to start. Because the bone-in fillet is going to be delicious. Fillet, not the tastiest uh, of steak cuts, although very clean. Obviously, not a lot of fat. Um, but bone-in makes everything taste yep. better. So that's not a terrible option if it's the worst of those three options. But I, I would go with based on what they order. If somebody orders the Wagyu, go in on the Wagyu. Yeah, you got to take the boss's lead on what to order and whether um, we're drinking or not. I'm right? waiting for. I'm waiting for the. We're just doing apps, and Sedano's like, sounds good. Get me that porterhouse. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what the move is there, Lee? Is, hey, how about we get the porterhouse and we share it, and we have them slice it up for us. There you go. 40 ounces of it. I just want the jalapeno poppers. What do you get? You slice up the steaks. (laughs) Emily, what do you got? All right, so John in Huntington Beach of Fullerton asks, is there such thing as a bad Cubano sandwich? Hashtag ask Shidano. Uh, I would say yes, there is. I think a lot of it has to do with the bread. Uh, bread, to me, is the most important part of the sandwich in a lot of ways. Because if you have crappy, soggy bread, it's not going to work. A good Cuban sandwich should have toasty bread. Uh, bread that is, is a little crunchy. If you have that, I think it kind of puts everything else into the equation. Because remember, there's pork slices, like legit roasted pork in there. There's ham. There's Swiss cheese. There's pickles. There's mustard. A lot of that stuff can get, you know, get yeah. that soggy bread to feel to make the sandwich feel less than. So you don't want that. You want to make sure the bread is good and toasty. All right. So what's the best Cubano sandwich in L.A.? There's a place in Silver Lake that I like called El Cochinito. They uh, have actually won awards for their Cuban sandwich. I think and I of was course, right next door there last night. Yeah, go there if you're in that neck of the Been world. There a also, times. obviously, Great people place. know I love Tropicana. Uh, in Downey, those are my people. Um, so their Cuban sandwich is excellent as well. And they're the only place in L.A. that makes traditional Cuban bread. So they will have the right bread. All right. All right. All right. I miss you, man. I don't see you in the afternoons anymore. Dímelo. Hey, so I got two questions. One, have you seen The Sopranos? And number two, <laughs> <laughs> what was the worst job you've ever had? Uh, a, I have seen The Sopranos, although I wasn't like a huge Sopranos person. Like, I've seen plenty of the episodes. I don't think I've seen it, it all in its entirety, though. Um, I, I kind of jumped around and skipped around, uh, followed the storyline enough. But it wasn't like a show that I felt like I needed to watch every week, although there are plenty of HBO shows uh, that were that. And what George, the hell was the George, George the backstory on that one is he just watched his first yesterday. two <laughs> episodes yesterday. Ever. Ever. And then oh, se- wow. Yeah, so question. he's coming in. Second question from Crypto Ray. What was the worst job you've ever had? Oh, this was easy. So I, <laughs> this was probably like a summer thing in like high school or college. I'm trying to remember. It was in that range of my life where I was like, you know, I need some money this summer. So I want to do something, you know, to work during the day. Because when I was in high school and college, I used to teach karate. But that was in the evening because it was kids getting out of school and things of that nature, whatever. But I wanted to do something in the morning to make some money. So I did what you did back then in the 90s, you know what I mean? (laughs) And you went to the newspaper and the classified ads. Mm. So I saw this one ad for a marketing consultant, and I was like, okay, cool. I I went and I called and I met these people in this really pretty office downtown, and I just thought to myself, oh, okay, I'll just sit here in an office making phone calls or whatever, like cold calling, telemarketing. No, 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 no. They had me market, in air quotes, some wanky, wonky-ass toys, right, that were just like, they made me go on foot to, like, different homes. I went out with, like, one of their, quote-unquote, salespeople. Door-to-door. Yeah, these, these, right, these, like, (laughs) dollar store toys and try to sell them to people door-to-door. Like, it was ridiculous. I literally told the dude, yo, man, I'm going to call a cab, man. I'm done with this. Did you not even make it a full day? what I thought it was. Did you not make it a single day? No, I, I, I was like an hour or two max. It was before lunchtime, and I was like, yo, I'm out, dude. I'm calling the cab. It's <laughs> great. All right, one more, George, before we let you go. Big E, do you consider yourself part of Cappy's tree of radio broadcasters? You know, technically, we were talking about this yesterday. Now, do I consider myself part of Cappy's tree? Now, I did intern for Cappy. I don't think everyone knows that. In 1999, Scott Kaplan's first real like full-time radio gig because he was doing like weekend stuff um at uh, a famous station in miami wqam before that 
But his first, first real-time gig uh, with Sid Rosenberg, who now works at WABC in New York, um, I was one of their interns. And it's funny because that show had a lot of different people that work uh, in, in the industry now. They had Dean Grossman as the producer. His father, Sandy, was John Madden and Pat Summers' sure. producer for a very, very long time, obviously, a storied Hall of Fame television producer. Uh, Dean is a, an agent now. Uh, actually used to work for Good Karma, too, which is fascinating. Um, and then um, Allison Turner, who was their producer as well, their guest booker, uh, worked for Levitard for a long time, now works for Bill Simmons. So there was a lot of people in that particular group um, that ended up working in different places. So I guess technically part of Cap Street, although he didn't really like teach me anything back then, if we're being honest. <laughs> the only thing they would make me do is go get Taco Bell for them. Like, was was he then. respectful like, at least? Did he Or did he treat you like an intern sometimes gets treated? No, no. I th- He was fine. Yeah, yeah, he was totally fine. I mean, they would fart a lot in their bullpen, you know what I mean, after the Taco Bell. Did he know but your I name? Yes, I'm fairly certain, yes, yes, yeah. Good job, Sedano. We'll Thank do it you, again sir. Soon. You got it, guys. Have a great rest I'm of your day. I appreciate it. You got it. All right, I don't know um, if there's anybody that I want to go out to dinner with more now than – Sedano. You had moments where you just he, connected. He had, he had you right made eye contact time. with me, and you were like this. And I know which one was the most important one for you. Which was the bread. Absolutely. No, but he said he had two things. Number one, the bread is ninety percent of the success of your sandwich. If the filling is perfect and the bread is bad, you have a bad sandwich. If the bread's really good and the filling's just meh, you get a pretty good sandwich. The bread is the key to the whole thing. The other thing is, he said, if something has a bone in it, it's better. It has more flavor. Bone is flavor. Yep. It's yep. as simple as that. If it has the bone in it, it's going to be a more flavorful piece of meat. And and he likes he, to have a little tequila. There was a lot of connection there. I just like, let, <laughs> let, let's go. I thought, you know, I when, if I had to give up one of those three on the plane, I think I'm giving up tacos. I'm doing pizza and I want the, bu- I want the booze. Pizza and tacos is a tough one, but I think yeah. tacos is number one for me, so I can't get rid of it, but... Once you get that big seat up front and you've done it, it's, just, it's, <laughs> it's over. It's different. It's very hard to go. But every time we touch, work is different. You get to do that. But when you got to travel on your own dime, it's like, yeah, I'll take a Spirit Airlines facing backwards yeah. in the middle seat. I don't care what it costs. I, I it's No, it's fine. People don't, if they don't have room for luggage, you go right under my, my feet. <laughs> you just, I'll carry your bag if you give me <laughs> 10 extra bucks along the way. All right. Uh, SC on the road in Colorado this weekend. And Dion's dusting off an oldie, and I don't think he should. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.